Hello and welcome to the BX Basketball Podcast. It is officially past mid-season now. Man, the season's going by fast. Uh, I'm your host, Nick Englander, here with... Christian Okai. And uh, it's been, uh, it's a, been hectic pretty, season. It's been a hectic crazy, season, man. to say the least. Um, obviously, Celtics coming off uh, uh, beating the Toronto Raptors again. Kyrie buried them again. They're still inconsistent again. <laughs> they're fifth in the East right now. They're... 27 and 18? They're 26 and 18. They're playing the Grizzlies tonight. By the way, this is weird because the last podcast we did, the mm-hmm. game coming up was the Grizzlies. Right. And now we're doing another podcast and the game coming up is the Grizzlies. <laughs> They're playing the Grizzlies tonight. Um, a lot of storylines to talk about. Obviously, DeMarcus Cousins is returned yeah. tonight. Um, Carmelo, there's a recent report saying Carmelo Anthony. Multiple has, teams yeah, are interested. Which is crazy to me. But, I mean, it's, it's whatever you can make that attempt. If you want to, I mean, I hope it's the Sixers. I, I will. I want to hurt that team as much as possible. Um, crazy. And you know, we talk about the recent story coming out about the Knicks and how Porzingis is unhappy yeah, that they're not apparently not going to let him come back. We'll see how that plays out. So I guess we should start. We started last time with the Celtics, so let's do something like that. Let's start with the Knicks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, obviously, you know, you heard the reports that supposedly Porzingis is upset that. He wants to come back. He feels like he's ready, but the team is not wanting to bring him back. And supposedly there's tension between the two. Um, you know, my thoughts on it are like, he's still a restricted free agent, so it's not like they're not going to They're not losing him. They, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're not going to lose If I'm going to tell you right now. If they were to let him walk in free agency, I, sh- I shit you not, this is not me over-exaggerating. Every Knicks fan would go to Madison Square Garden and burn it to the yeah. ground. Because... <laughs> We haven't had a player like that since Ewing. I mean, Carmelo was great. Okay, don't get me wrong. I loved when Melo was here. But he wasn't a difference maker. Like, he could score. But Porzingis does everything. He's an empty... I I don't want to call Carmelo... I mean, everyone knows. I'm not not a big Carmelo person. Melo was a superstar. No doubt about it. But he couldn't... But Porzingis is like a game-changing kind of player. Exactly. Melo is that too, but he's not an offensive... Offensively, he's a game-changer. Exactly. Porzingis is both offensive and defensive. Mm -hmm. And like... If they were to let him go, that would be crazy. Like, how could you do that? Well, here's now. There's a couple things that play into this too, because I remember they were talking before about how a lot of prospective free agents, whether it's right. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, they all wanted to see Porzingis come back and right. be healthy, or at least relatively. Right. So it's a little strange to me. I mean, I get why they're holding him out. They're right. tanking. There's right. no real. There's point. no point exactly. And the thing is, if you bring him back and he gets hurt again, you fucked yourself. For the next yeah, three and then years. there's no way for exactly. agents going there. Like, no way. Now, I'm not saying don't bring him back. I think what they should do is the Paul George thing, or what the Pacers did with him. Remember, they brought him back for like 10 games, and mm-hmm. you saw that, you know, he just got a groove yeah. into the next year, and then he played really well, and they got to the playoffs. Well, I mean, I don't think a lot of people forget Paul George did actually not, he didn't play that great the next season. Right. Yeah, his percentages were down. Like, what Gordon Hayward is shooting now is yeah, about what Paul George was. Right. Yeah, But, you know, you see PG now. I mean, obviously, like, three years later, but he's back into the groove of things. And I mm-hmm. feel like, I feel like again, if you bring him back after All-Star break 20 games, you bring him back and they win, like, 10 or 11 games, you fuck yourself out of the draft lottery. Like, if you don't bring him back, maybe free agents are going to be like, well, I don't want to come because exactly. I'm scared about him not being able to play. So I think the best thing to do is bring him back at the end of March and the April Bring him back for a couple of games, and yeah, maybe he'll be rusty. But, you know, from the reports, what I'm hearing, and obviously you can't trust the team reports, they're saying this dude is, they said he looks like 
he looks like a beast in practice. Yeah. Obviously, it's practice, obviously. But yeah. But if he's still the same player after the injury, I'm going to be happy regardless. <laughs> so they just got... And the thing I, is, like, just suck for Zion. Right. That's it. Like, I mean, that was a elite tank loss last oh, yesterday. Yeah, the I goaltending. Mean, I mean, I saw it. I was like, good. Like, <laughs> I'm at that point where I'm just like, good. Like, oh, you have to get worse than the Cavaliers. So the Cavs are playing terrible. The Bulls are terrible to the Hawks. We got to get one of those top three picks, man. Yeah, and I think in this draft, like, I mean, I haven't focused a lot. I never really right. focus on the yeah. draft too much before it happens. But from what I've seen, I mean, Zion's the real deal. Everyone knows that. But yeah. not a huge fan of Barrett. Barrett, really? yeah, Barrett gives me Andrew Wiggins vibes. The Canadian like, players. Yeah. <laughs> Who's and the third best player? I think they were talking about Little from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, who, he doesn't really seem like, he's kind of like a poor man Zion. Like, he's a right. big guy, okay. he can't shoot, but he's strong and he's athletic. I mean, listen, the Knicks are going to get a good pick, no matter what exactly. happens. Like, but with the new lottery odds, that can be one, that can be eight, for right. all we know. Exactly. And at this point, we all know what their plan is. They're trying to get at least one, one. free agent. One free, superstar, right? At least one free agent, whether it's Durant, whether it's Kyrie Irving, whether it's Kemba Walker. Yeah. Hell, whether it's... They could they could do something. I don't think the Bucs are going to lose Middleton, but yeah. I think, like... They could yeah, they do like a second tier. Yeah, player. yeah, you could do like, but I don't, I don't think they're gonna be dumb and give them like a full five year max. I think they'd no. give them like a one or two year yeah. and like be like, okay, you're you're gonna prove be, it. yeah, prove, prove it exactly, it. yeah, exactly. Um, you know the thing is like, they still had to decide what they want to do with Tim Hardaway and Courtney Lee because they got to get rid of them, and yeah. I don't know if they're gonna be able to. And also, this is the conspiracy theorist in me: <laughs> the Celtics, the Sixers, and the Lakers have all had like top three picks the last like five years. We haven't got shit. So I'm, I'm expecting the number one pick. I, I wouldn't be surprised. And this is not me because I'm a Knicks fan. I'm dead serious. They're gonna get. I think they're gonna get the number one pick because I think I think the NBA just needs another superstar in New York. It's and amazing. Zion yeah. and Porzingis together, if they're healthy, would be an interesting pairing well, in my opinion. This is the first time the Knicks have been run in an acceptable way yeah. in a long time. Yes. But that's the problem. All right, so we talk about Tim Hardaway. We talk about Courtney Lee. Right. So for, let's start with Tim Hardaway. Mm-hmm. He's a pay, what, $17 million a year? Yeah. That's not the worst. I yeah. mean, you could do it, but the problem is he's signed for another, what, three or two years? I think like two more years. That's he signed, not... He signed a four-year deal, so he's got two yeah, more years Yeah, that's, that's a very difficult contract to move. 17, that's... Yeah. I mean, he's not a bad player, and didn't he just get hurt? I heard I think, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something. Doing. It's gonna be tough. I mean, you want to move him to probably contender, right? That or yeah. I mean, I mean, that's because you know, he, to me, he's like a number three option on a really good team. Yeah, he he's putting up twenty points a game this year, but obviously he's chucking up a lot of shots. Yeah, but of course. He's not a bad player, but he's not what we thought he was gonna be when he came out of Michigan. No, for sure. I mean, I mean, listen, his first two years, didn't he get cut by the Knicks? And then they, they traded him for Jerry and Grant, and then that became Derrick Rose, and then they re-signed him anyway. <laughs> so it was like, what was the point of you doing all this? It's classic Knicks. Um, right. But Tim Hardaway, we talk about him. So Tim Hardaway Jr. is a, I mean, I would say if there's a team I could think of right away mm-hmm. that would be willing to take on his salary, mm-hmm. probably either a team like a non-contender that you give up a first for which by the way people were saying watch out if they trade like a 2020 first mm-hmm. that indicates they think they're going to be good in 2020 right so to get rid of his contract right so that may say like oh that might be the light bulb coming on saying oh free agents coming which yeah. with or just in simply getting yeah. zion williamson right um I think if there's a team though, like a contender, mm-hmm. Houston Rockets. I think the you Houston, yeah, yeah. I think the Houston Rockets because the I mean, Houston Rockets, yeah, Houston Rockets are a team that 
shoots a lot of three-pointers. We all know that they shoot, you know, I mean, it's their, their offense is really simple. Pick and rolls, it's James Harden isoing. Right. And them peppering out past the shooters. Mm-hmm. And they, they've been, they're kind of in a danger zone right now themselves. Like, you know, them and the Celtics are probably the two most disappointing teams in the league mm-hmm. this year. And, but as opposed to the Celtics who are young, Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, Harden is thirty. CP3 Hard- is thirty-four. They just gave Capella a max, right? Yeah, and Kim, Clint Capella's been hurt. I think what multiple times this year. He just yeah. broke his thumb or tore a ligament in his thumb Ooh, or something. Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna be out a month. Yeah. Like it's it's not good. Like right. it, I think they feel like, and also they've been looking for a three for a long time because Carmelo didn't work out. James Ennis isn't right. very good, and right. they don't so, have anybody else on the roster. Yeah, I mean they have a guy. I think they drafted in Gary Clark, who's you know caught on with the team, but he mm-hmm. isn't that great. Right. Um, at this point. Yeah, I think the Rockets make a lot of sense. Plus, they can max salaries pretty easily because they, no offense, they overpay guys. Exactly. Yeah, and right, so right, right. now, do I think it's going to happen with them? No, but I think it's possible. Yeah. Um, Courtney Lee. That's a tough Courtney, contract because he's 33, 13 million a year. That's. He'd probably be like, that would probably be the team that like would need a contender because his veteran leadership is good, but he hasn't played at all this year. He's played like yeah. four games. And this is a problem with basketball, and well, it's not a problem. It's just it's different with football. Like football, you could trade for a player with structured contract. Right, you know, like right. basketball, you can't do that. And you know, when the when the CBA exploded two years ago, teams were overpaying the fuck out of players. Yeah, they fucked themselves in the cap situation. Now a lot of teams are, have these terrible contracts. Yeah, with the Knicks, what they had with Joe Keen. Yeah, and I don't know if they can buy out Courtney Lee's contract as well. I don't know what the rules are for it, but they can. Yeah, they can do that. But the problem is that they have to accept it. I mean, right. Courtney Lee, if he, how many years does he have? One year left or two years? Uh he signed. He signed with Noah, so I think he has two more as well. No, yeah. he has one more. I if think. he has one more left, he mm-hmm. might be willing to do it because yeah. that means you can. Uh, if he's one year left, then it's like okay, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, because then you could just pay him however five, six mil just right. for him to go, right. and he can sign. He'll be like, sure, I'll sign with contender. Right. But. Hardaway, you can't because Hardaway right. has two years left and he's right. not going to accept the buyout. Right. And he's also twenty eight. He's like he's, he's I believe he's twenty six. So he's not like a veteran where you say like, okay, I'm going to go help a contender. He he feels that he can help a really good team win. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. But oh, I think if they are to trade both of them, it's not going to be mid season. I think it's going to be in the off season. Okay, like, yeah, that's like, fair. I mean, Tim Hardaway definitely because he's got he'll have one year left. So exactly. I just yeah, I don't. I don't think they're going to trade a midseason because who's going to want to pick those guys up? You no, know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, there's rumors they're trying to trade Cancer because he's upset. Yeah, I mean... I mean, He has one year in his contract, though. I mean, I heard a Zebo Zebo for Cancer for the Kings, and I was like, ah. Yeah, I mean, the Kings and the Kings, you know, you predicted that they were going to make the playoffs. Right. They're, well, they're, they're still not, in there, right? They're still in the mix. I mean, I don't think... Well, I don't know. I mean, they're a tough team to predict because they wildly overachieved. And of course, being the Kings, they almost fired their coach. Apparently, recently they just picked up his option. So, thing, yeah, yeah, he, he's done underrated. A, he, he's underrated. a very underrated coach. To me, he's if they make the playoffs, he's easy coach of the year. Like no question about that. I don't give a shit. They're the eighth seed and they won forty games. He has to be coach of the year because yeah. they made the playoffs. This is a team that and, has been terrible. <laughs> and I watched, you know, with the Raptors Celtics game. I gotta say, Nick Nurse has some major flaws to me. From what really? I saw, like down the stretch of that game. It's simply, and this is what the Celtics, I'll give them credit, seems like they figured out about the Raptors, and yeah. that is the Raptors don't have a consistent second score, so what they right. do is they're like, all right, Kawhi, get yours, we're going to play you one-on-one, mm-hmm. and we know you're going to get tired, and shut down everyone else, and at the end of the game, the Raptors fell apart, right. and this is the second straight time they've done right. that, and I think, got, so that's to me on Nick Nurse, because at some point you've got to run 
a play for someone else and he exactly. didn't do it. Or they just need they just need somebody else to be like, all right, I'm going to score a very easy bucket. And yeah. To me, it would be Kyle Lowry, but he was hurt this year. He looks cooked. Like I mean, he, yeah. he looks. Yeah, that. I, I haven't been like I haven't been watching them enough to know. And also, Valanciunas is hurt too, but he's yeah. not really he's not really like a number two option, you know. And he's, he's also the, pretty unplayable in playoff situations because he's yeah, slow. Yeah. yeah, like he yeah. can't guard the perimeter. Like, right. I mean, I mean, I'm, like, if, they, if they have to play like the Sixers, then you can play him because he has to oh, for sure. Beat. Yeah, but if they have to play a team like I don't know. Like us, he's, yeah, exactly. I mean, like you honestly, guys can run a small ball lineup, and it's like you can't we, play Valanciunas. Last year, I mean, this year, last year, we just completely torched them when Valanciunas was on the court. Like right. both in Toronto, where we have a one and two year, more than two, it feels like five at this point. We just never win. It. We never win in Toronto, and they never win in Boston. Like that's just kind of how it's been. It's still, and it, it's still <laughs> they they went zero and two in Boston. We're zero and one in Toronto. Um, it's crazy, but <laughs> but. I think that, yeah, a guy like Valanciunas, and we'll get back to the next in a sec, but a guy like Valanciunas, like, he, as opposed to Siakam, Siakam's going to be very playable in the playoffs because, you know, although, I don't know, he's not a great shooter, so we'll see how that goes, but, like, at the same time as that, Valanciunas, yeah, he's very mobile. He had a game winner last night against the, the lowly Suns, who they almost lost to. I but, saw that. I was surprised. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I, well, I, I wasn't playing, though. But Yeah. I, it was funny. The funniest thing I saw was uh, the guy who was the Barstool Celtics writer, mm-hmm. NBA writer. He's just like, I believe in you at Suns. And then after they start, <laughs> it's like, damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. But, um, yeah, so the next, like, we mentioned that, you know, the contracts and stuff. Um, so I guess we should kind of segue this into Kyrie's free agency and how and yeah. the discussion has come up and about this – the situation again and I'll say this he there's been no indication before that he wanted out after right. the proclamation like he said that right. and he meant that it's apparently because remember what Sean said like he told them this in July he mm-hmm. just hadn't announced it publicly I think two things he was waiting on before was a were they actually going to go after LeBron like Stephen A said which we obviously we're not going to do that mm-hmm. and B, he wanted to see I don't know a commitment of the ownership commitment mm-hmm. of the front office you know, um, so here's the deal. I think he's still planning on resigning, mm-hmm. but I think, sure, there's a little doubt. You, you can't argue there's probably been a little doubt, but remember, this is what he wanted. He wanted to be a leader, yes. and in New York, New York, I mean, I guess Durant, not, sorry, Durant's not a leader, so maybe he would run that team. Oh, but, I, oh that's a hot take. Well, he said it himself. He said it himself. He said it himself. But he, he, the problem was, and I wouldn't say a problem is that we're going to assume Anthony Davis is going to turn down that Supermax. That's what the general belief is right now, which I think Danny Ainge probably told him, first off, we're paying you five-year max. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just going to happen. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. I, I mean, it's not like Isaiah. It seems like we're very willing to do it. Yeah. We wouldn't have traded for Kyrie's better than Isaiah Thomas. No, I yeah. Know, I and know he's Isaiah's, younger. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and he's younger. I mean, no, and it's no offense. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is was great, but, I mean, he had all these flaws, and I knew we weren't winning the title with him as our starting point guard, unless we got, like, Durant and everyone else, which we, I mean, I don't, no one really knows how close we got. Everyone just says we're the second choice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that um, the Anthony Davis thing, like, if we can't, again, we can't technically make the trade official yeah. until we, until he signs a contract. Right. But I think he knows that. I think he's very aware of that. And I remember there was an article that came out for the athletic that said they've already talked together about playing in Boston. So like it's, it's, oh, it's possible. I think, I think it maybe it's not just about this year for mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. but it can't help. And 
I think now a lot of people have brought Jimmy Butler too, which I'm a little surprised at. I didn't think he wants to come to Boston. No, not Boston, but that he might be looking elsewhere. And oh, he, I'm not surprised at that. Yeah, no. I mean, he we all we, we saw the report over winter break that you know he had friction with Brett Brown, and so so a lot of people were saying he's eyeing the Clippers now. Here's my opinion, honestly. I think the five year max is going to be too much for those guys to turn down, both of them, because I think no matter how the season goes, no matter how the Sixers or Celtics season goes, like. Jimmy Butler's not going to can't be paid five years anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And if he goes, let's say he goes to the Clippers. Let's say mm-hmm. Kawhi goes to the Clippers, right? Mm-hmm. You still got to compete in the West, which you know, is, know, which yeah. is tough. I mean, I just and you get paid less. I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, and Kawhi, we we it seems like he's still kind of pointing. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's going to stay in Toronto. You think so? I think it's one very the, possible. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Because here's the thing. The, yes, LeBron is out of the East, and the East is still weak. But if you're like Kawhi, right? And let's say Kevin Durant does it. Let's say Kevin Durant stays in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Maybe Giannis and maybe Giannis and a healthy Porzingis and Embiid are the only other three players that you'd be like, oh, I I gotta get past these guys. Those guys are wow. Shade at Kyrie Irving there. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. and the Celtics too. Yeah. It, it, it's the entire Celtics team. They're great. Should be great. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I still think they're gonna figure it out. But you know, if you're Kawhi and you're Jimmy Butler, right? People want to stay in the Eastern Conference, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. it's just easier to win there, honestly. And LeBron is out of the fucking conference. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, though. I think the East is much better this year, especially the top five. It definitely Now, is I will definitely. say this. I've said before, the Celtics are going to be, let's say we are the five seed. We're three games back of the mm-hmm. four, so it's going to be tough. But, I mean, we said four. Like, we said about 16 times this season, the Celtics, after a big win, this is going to be the turnaround, and then they and just don't. Is. And this, yeah, here's, and it... I think this is just their season, and then the playoffs has to be a new season for them. Yeah, I mean, 2010. I said 2010. Mm-hmm. That team was a mess. They were, I think they started like 23 and 8, so everyone was like, all right, it's all good. And then they went 27 and 27, and they lost 54, and things were looking down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, no one thought they were going to be, first off, they feel like, oh, 50 50, them in the Heat. They smoked the Heat. Mm-hmm. Then there was uh, then it was the Cavs, and no one thought they were going to beat the Cavs, and, and they beat the Cavs, and then no one thought they were going to beat the Magic, and they beat yeah. the Magic. Took they took the Lakers to seven games. Yeah, we should have won. I mean, yeah. I keep saying we should have won. Ron Artest bailed out Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I can't believe we're Okay, don't bring it back <laughs> up. <laughs> but, like, oh, Lakers fans 20, are really mad at us, but 20, it's true. 25% three point shooter made it three. <laughs> like that. Step back. Shit happens. Yeah, I mean, but um, yeah, no, I mean, that's my hope. But the chemistry thing, I don't know how bad the chemistry... I mean, but here's why it's surprising to me. Because every, all the talk before the season was, multiple people were saying this too, that this team was like the closest team in the league. You know, like everyone is friends kind of thing. Now we're, what, we're over halfway through, done through the year. And, yeah. Well, and and there's already... I mean, the two guys to me that have stuck out the most are Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier. Especially Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier, he is shooting like... 37% from the field. Like, that is abysmal. I never, like, I, I think he might take a step back, yeah. but 37, and not only that, his defense is way worse, too. Like, he's basically unplayable. Until, of course, last night, or mm-hmm. was it? Julian? Against the Raptors? Yeah, against the Raptors, he plays great. All of a sudden, and I'm like, what, where's it been? Like, and you want to know what he, he said something interesting post-game, like, where they're talking about, like, he picked up uh, Van Fleet full court, and mm-hmm. Van Fleet had clear issues with that, mm-hmm. and He's like, oh, I kind of decided to do that myself. I'm like, at this point, like, are you tuning out the coach? I don't get like, he's just he's 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 awful. <laughs> you know, from from a non Celtics fan perspective, I just think it's like I don't want to say chemistry problems, but again, I've been saying it the whole time. It's like 
don't want to say they have too much talent, but they might. They, they, they don't know how to. They don't know how to play together yet. I yeah. don't know if they're gonna figure it out either. I mean, I again, I still have faith because when the playoffs come around, it's a new season. Yeah. But th- I think they just have too much talent. It's like they have too many guys who think they can do one thing, where, whereas they need more. They need more of a players like Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris who know their roles, mm-hmm. and they don't need the, the they don't need the touches. You know, Marcus Smart is a defensive guy who takes charges. He's Marcus been, Morris is the rebounder who also defends. Those two guys, Marcus Smart is actually lost in all this disappointment. Is mm-hmm. that Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris have shot career highs from three? Marcus exactly. Smart they has been pressure on yeah. Them, Marcus Smart has never been above like well, he shot thirty four percent his rookie year, mm-hmm. and then he was like twenty percent the rest of his career. And now this year, like I used to be like I used to bang my head every time he shot a three. Now he's like a thirty-five percent three-point shooter, like, and he started fifteen percent. So he's really shooting like forty percent these last few months. Like, I'm like, wow, this is great. And not only that, he got his contract. Mm -hmm. So which I was worried about. Oh, is he gonna kind of kind of take a step back? He's not only taking a step back. He's played better. You know, he's been much better. Plus, his defense is still awesome. Marcus Morris was a guy I never thought. Okay, going into the year, I remember Skip Bayless was like. Oh, Marcus Morris impacts the game more than Gordon Hayward, and I was like, "You're on crack." And but really, I mean, well, Gordon Hayward, Gordon Hayward's coming off an injury. I'm right. still, I'm gonna give him the whole season. Right. I'm, not, I'm gonna give him really until next year, honestly. But like Marcus Morris has been incredible right. this right. year. Like he's playing at an All Star level. He's shooting like 45 percent from three himself, mm-hmm. and it's it's. I mean, recently he's been a little bit worse, yeah. but at the same time, like. That was going to happen. Everyone knew that. Yeah. And he's just been fantastic. Like you can't argue with anything he's done. You got to respect it. Um, but I say it's coming up. This stretch coming up again. On paper, they're they should win. I said they should win their next six games. And you're gonna go like two or four. I know. (laughs) I'm going to lose my mind. I mean, here's the thing. It seems like they figured it out at home. Mm -hmm. Seems like. So uh, yeah. Um, they. Did just win four straight at home, mm-hmm. and now five straight kind of the Raptors. They're playing the Grizzlies tonight. Like I said, they play on a back-to-back in Atlanta tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow, um, I mean, road games this year have been we're like ten and thirteen on the road, which is just unfathomable. Like how, like we're sixteen and five at home. Like we we've played pretty well for the most part. Wow, but, damn. Oh. It's, it's 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 like they're Jackal and Hyde. It's like they you really don't know are. what you're gonna get, and and I don't know if. I don't want to say the Kyrie free agency thing is gluing because, again, what he did early in the year where he said, like, you know, I want to come back, I think that was like, that was like, okay, great. We don't have to worry about this shit. Exactly. But um, I, I, I don't trust these players. Like, you don't really know what they're thinking. Like, you know, you, yeah. like Kevin Durant, Kyrie, you don't know what they're going to do. Now, personally, with Kyrie, what other team would he go to? Well, we all know the obvious ones. Here, it's right. the Knicks. But, but, you know, if you're – well, let's say let's say he thinks the organization is dysfunctional and he still doesn't want to be on the Celtics. Yeah. Where else is he gonna go? Like, I don't really envision him being a a, a match on another team. Like, you know. So. I mean, I think the next the obvious thing is that they want to get him and Durant together. Right. But here's the here's the thing. I think he does. He love. I know he loves the owner. Our owner's name is Wood Grosbeck. He's right. got his money. I think uh, in the medical. Like oh, he got right. medical. Like that's. But he's been a great owner. Really. Yeah. Like since. Like he's definitely been fantastic. Right. And he's and, like stayed away from. The exactly. No one knows. Right. That's why it's good. You don't know about Wick. That's a good thing because right. you know everyone knows James Dolan for being a fucking idiot. But he's, he wants to sign his best friends that ruined the organization. Exactly. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Um, Wick, on the other hand. 
He pays the luxury tax. He's willing to do that. Mm-hmm. He stays out of it. Exactly. And I mean, he's he he can be a bit. He's not like a pompous ass. Like Joe Lacob is a pompous asshole, even though he's a good owner. But uh, by the way, he used to be a minority owner of the Celtics. He's from Massachusetts. Um, he's from a town called Framingham, um, which is actually I know a couple of kids from Fordham from there. Um, but it, he like Wick. I wouldn't say fully stays out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, he does help in the decision-making, but he... he knows pa- his role. Yeah, and he, he kind of did... Apparently, like, he claimed one time that, you know, the Nets trade is that Danny Ainge was originally going to do just Paul Pierce for one pick. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, no, we should get more and trade both, mm-hmm. all three of them. And Danny Ainge was like, I don't think we're, we can do that. We're going to ruin the trade. And initially he did, and then they changed it. And he he kind of claims credit for I don't really know if Wick did that. I mean, I think yeah. that was more Danny than Wick. Right. But, like, at the same time, he, I know Kyrie loved Wick. Like, he invited mm-hmm. him to the Uncle Drew thing. Like, right. And yeah. I think I think he trusts Danny. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he does. Because I think Danny's told him about the AD thing and the fiber. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, what's been also people said is Kyrie has huge sway on this roster. So, if he wants someone gone, they'll be gone. That's just kind of how it is. Like, that's... Damn. <laughs> well, I, I think... Maybe there'll be some exception. Like you, Jalen Brown's had a relatively bad year, yeah, but you can't, can't you can't give up on him yet. I would like, say the people you can't get rid of is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, unless Anthony Davis exactly, doesn't play. Exactly. If Anthony Davis doesn't play, I would get rid of half of the roster. I'm yeah. like, fuck. Like yeah. Anthony Davis doesn't play. Yeah, and listen, there's some guys I know Kyrie wouldn't want, like Gordon Hayward. Like despite his struggles this year, mm-hmm. especially recently, he's mm-hmm. been excellent at home against the Raptors. He torched them. It's yeah. the second straight time he's done that against them. Like at home, mm-hmm. he's been. Pretty damn good yeah. recently. On the road, he's been a complete disaster. And I don't get it. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And it's it's like against uh, the Spurs, he didn't score. Like, in 20-something minutes. But then now he goes out against the against the Raptors, just torches them all night. Like, it, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It, it's one of those years where it's like, you try to think what the problem is, and you'll never figure you'll it never out. You'll never figure it out with this team. Know. You just can't. And now we, we get the Kyrie's comments, and we talk about the young yeah. players... Like I said it before, it got blown out of proportion. It definitely got blown out of proportion, and he apologized for it. Mm-hmm. But it's something to consider. You know, like first off, I, I really think that. I mean, last year Kyrie and Terry were very, very close. Mm-hmm. That was reported. But Terry Rozier has been such a big issue for this team mm-hmm. to the point that I think Kyrie's probably lost it on him on a few times. And how yeah. could you not? Because he's just he's bat. He's so much talent. For backup, and his basketball IQ is so low. Like it's it's just it's up, and you know you saw him in the playoffs last year. He has tremendous talent. I mean, yeah. scary Terry. That's what yeah. they were calling him. Yeah, he, he like great. And that first game of the year, that first game of the year was like the exact opposite of how the season has gone. Is when they beat the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we beat the Sixers again with Butler. Don't get me wrong on Christmas, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. it's been different. Like look, Kyrie, like Kyrie played like crap that game. Right. And Terry played great. Mm-hmm. And I mean. Horford played. How Horford hasn't been healthy for a long part of this year. He's definitely I think that's still also an important. Yeah, factor he's, why he's still too. he's definitely playing through an, a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, he's not like he's been bad. Like last game, he was very good mm-hmm. against the Raptors. Scored like twenty one points. But um, I think it's just a combination of a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. And the good news is, like you said, it's a new season once we'll you hit the playoffs. playoffs right? And I've seen in two thousand ten, I was like, this team is going nowhere. We need to right. blow it up. And then once the playoffs hit, I was like watching, like, where was this team? Right. Like, the last 54 games here, they just right. completely embarrassed. I remember game five in Cleveland, just 
embarrassed on they, like, they basically made LeBron leave like, yeah. in that series he took off their shirt he was like a fucking double yeah you know I just that game six image I just yeah I, I'll never forget that like walking like him walking on that I was like damn like yeah I was yeah. like god like this is I mean and then Orlando we won the first we won both games in Orlando like that's right. amazing the first yeah. two games like that basically never happens and so but this is what I'm worried about with this team what if they mm-hmm. figure it out but they're still a five seed, and they have to go on the road in every series. Like that's, that's not... why they have to get a top four seed because well, because let's say they are the five seed and they beat Philly and Toronto's the one seed. Game seven is going to be in Toronto. Exactly. I think that's going to be a seven game series. And and like you I said, agree that. when's the last time they won in Toronto? Basically, it was second year Brad Stevens, so 2014-15. It's been a long. That's, and I know DeRozan didn't even play. Right, and I know that's like or Lowry's right. I know it's not like, I know it's like the playoffs would be different, but you don't want to risk that. No, yeah, it's not a good, it's not a good thing at all. And but here's here's my opinion though, actually. Mm-hmm. I always wonder this because my brothers and I were talking about this last night. They said they'd rather play the Raptors than the Bucks. Really? Personally, I disagree with that. No, I don't think you want to play the Bucks because yeah. they're just so long and athletic. Yeah, but here's the problem: we beat they the Bucks. We right. beat well, well, yeah, they can. They Brook Lopez. Who's all of a sudden an elite yeah, three point shooter? <laughs> yeah, I mean he's like, but uh, that was by the way most underrated signing of the offseason, like yeah, by far. The thing is, like the Bucks, what they were missing was like a low post scorer, and Brooke is that too. But he's also be able to stretch. The yeah, floor exactly. Let's Giannis just freely move around the offense. Now here's why I still say the Bucks. What has Budenholzer done in the playoffs? Nothing. Right. Yeah, I, I mean you saw how his one seed Hawks. Well, they got, got to the Eastern Conference Finals. But yeah, obviously they played the Cavs. They got crushed. Yeah, exactly. Like and and that team, like I mean, with he, Giannis is the best player he's ever had. Everyone knows yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, like no, the yeah. best player in that Hawks team was Horford, who mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he he's I mean, he's still very good now. But like yeah. at the time, he was probably we'll say what a top twenty player. Yeah, but like yeah, not top. Roster, yeah, right. I mean they had a good balance, but balance doesn't win in the playoffs. Talent right. does. That's yeah. why I'm more hopeful about the Celtics. Talent yeah. wins in the playoffs. Yeah, and we have a lot of it, mm-hmm. and you never know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, and plus playoff Kyrie, which yes. as we've seen, we've seen it a few times time. this year. He's like he beat the Sixers, the Raptors twice. He beat the, well, it was more than, we just made it. We, when we beat the Bucks one mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. we, um, we just made like, we made like 24 threes in that game. We took yeah. like 60 of them, it felt like, but like, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. we said like a franchise record, but that's yeah. another problem. Boonholzer's defense is content to give up threes, right? The Cavs mm-hmm. set the record on them in the playoffs that right. one year. That doesn't work in the playoffs. I mean, they're definitely with a longer team now, mm-hmm. but that's a problematic strategy. Like yeah. if, like honestly, if I don't, the Nets wouldn't beat them or anything. But if they played a team like the Nets in round one, who looks like, I mean, Nets looks like they're going to be in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Um, that, that's a problem because that team makes a lot of three-pointers. So, yeah. like, are you going to be really dropping back against them right. and daring them to shoot? They're going to be like, good, that's what we want you to right. do. Right. And so, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that Bucks team, they're just going to go in there and they're going to be the best team in the East. They're going to see them go to the finals. But I don't know. I don't see it. I don't know. You know, here's my take on the Celtics. It's like they're going to get to the playoffs and this is the one of two things is going to happen. Either A... They're gonna make a 2010 run where they get to the finals and maybe win or lose, or they're gonna lose. I don't want to say I don't want to say first round, but they might lose in the first they, round. Yeah. And then I think that is when Kyrie might say like I'm out of here. 
Yeah. That's those are the two. That's what I can see happening. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're just I don't know. Like it's again, they're Jackal and Hyde. You can't tell. And yeah. And when the playoffs come around, you just really don't know because like the Bucks. I mean, people were like saying they're gonna go to the conference final last year, and they didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, their roster is different. They have a different coach, different yeah. scheme. I don't know. You know, maybe Giannis. Giannis is playing unbelievably. Is he, he is. MVP of the? Is he MVP? Probably. Um, but you just don't know, man. And you know, the Sixers whooped the Pacers last night, but yeah. you don't know what could happen in a seven-game series. Sixers, play the Sixers other. just don't match up well with the Celtics. They just don't. And yeah. I said before, like. But speaking of the Pacers, I mean, they have Joel Embiid, who's a difference maker. But if Horford is healthy, he's gonna be able to contain him. And Ben Simmons Baines too. Yeah, and Ben Simmons, like I mean, he had a triple double against us. He had like thirty points and twenty rebounds. But I mean, the dude was just driving to the rim. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, why are the Knicks just like staying off? Exactly. Like, look at how the shoot. Celtics guard him. They right. literally do not guard him outside the paint. Shoot. Yeah, like they. I shoot better than him. Yeah, like that's, and not, that's not a joke. Here, here's something to consider too, because we mentioned the Pacers real quick because. Mm-hmm. I say this. I've said this before. The Patriots have a skill, and that is they don't lose to bad teams. That is a skill. That's, that's why their record right. is so good. Right, they destroy but, the bad teams. But in the playoffs, those mm-hmm. teams lose very frequently, and you've seen them against. They lost by twenty-seven to the Celtics, and I mean mm-hmm. it was on the second of back-to-back, and they didn't have Turner, but yeah. they gave up one hundred thirty-five points. I mean, at the end of the yes. day, if you give up that many points, you get beat that bad. Mm-hmm. You're not better than that team, and the Celtics should have beaten them the first time had they not Kyrie not blown a layup and right. Oladipo hit a contested three. Yeah, like I mean that, but really yeah, more or less, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the Patriots struggled against the Sixers. They're two and one, I believe, against the Sixers this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're one and two. Um, the Raptors basically haven't beaten them at all. They lo- they got crushed without Kawhi, you know, in yeah, there. Yeah, like they like they said they were doing a graphic. The records against all those five teams in the East, one mm-hmm. of the best one, Celtics. Really? The Celtics were yeah. seven and three against those teams. And it makes sense because it, it seems like the Celtics like they step up their game when they know it's an important game. Yeah, it's like they, but they had some bad losses. Like they lost to Orlando. They lost to the fucking Knicks. We lost to Orlando twice. We lost to the Knicks at home. We lost to right. the Suns at home. We but lost like, to. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it it's it's listen, listen. I'm okay taking some nights off when you're a team that talented. This yeah. isn't going to be like the Brad Stevens teams. Mm-hmm. Ones, I said that scrap that mm-hmm. for every game. Yeah. I'm okay with that. You're yeah. going to lose some bad games. Right. But when you're down 26 to the next, when you're down, when you're losing to the Phoenix Suns at home, the like when... score. Yeah, exactly. Well, the Suns can't play defense. That's more their issue. Yeah. But, but like... But still, you lose to them. Like yeah, that. like, yeah, the Suns at, at, at home. Like, mm-hmm. then you have... Um, i trying to remember. Losing the Magic twice. That second one, did you even see the second Orlando game? I didn't. Like, we were beating them by 10, 12 mm-hmm. in the third quarter. We was and like, you the lead? Yeah, you know, it was legitimately like Brad Stevens said after the game, our defense wasn't really a problem. It's the fact that when we're up 12, you can't extend the lead. And this is a, this is a thing about Brad Stevens' team because this has been true for every team he's had. Mm-hmm. They When they're down 20, you can never give up on them. Because they always are in a game. They don't ever give up. They don't quit. That's what they do. But when they're up 20, they yeah. almost always blow the lead. Like, they almost always, whether they win or lose, mm-hmm. most of the time they win. But this year, a lot of times they've lost. Orlando, that's another one. Yeah. Like, it's baffling how they just get up 15, 16 points, 
and then the lead's gone in like three minutes. Against the Raptors, they're beaten by 16 points. My brother's like, time to pull away. I'm like, oh, God, I know he's going to say that. It's going to jinx it. Yeah. And the, and then, boom, Raptors took a three-point lead, five-point lead at one point. I mean, a uh, four-point lead. It was almost more, and Lowry missed a three-pointer, and then the Celtics kind of won the rest of the game. That's why they won. Right. But, like, it's it's baffling. It really is. Like, the fact that you can't extend leads with this amount of talent, Yeah, it's, it's like – what are you doing? You know, it's like, what are you... Do- and another thing, too, I mean, th- we've said this on day one, the Celtics fans, is that this team relies way too much on three-point shooting. Like, right. way too much. Like, you're not... Like, they have a bunch of very good shooters. Like, I, I was watching them... Make, I was at the Timberwolves game that Hayward had 30-plus. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I mean, that was his best game of the year by far. Mm-hmm. But in that game, you're watching them Worlds, and like, oh, my God, they're not missing. Like, they're not missing anything. Like, yeah. That's everybody in Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's just... It, it's... It's really, it's really just my bug. It doesn't make any sense why this team isn't better than they are. Like I'm okay dropping a few games, like yeah. losing on a. People are overreacting to the Miami game, mm-hmm. like how they played the, they killed the Pacers and then went to the Miami on a second back to back. Tough team to play on a second back to back, and Miami made 18 three pointers. And it's like, you know, when does that ever happen? It's like, all right, yeah. that's one. You're like, okay, like I'm like, yeah, that's fine, you know. But then the next game Orlando, I'm like, if they lose that one, I'm going to be pissed off. And then in the third quarter, it's like, all right, we're in control. Just make a few more. That's all you always say with the Brad Stevens team. Just make a few more shots, mm-hmm. push it to 20. This one's over. And what happens? Brick, 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 brick. Turnover, and then boom, the Magic are right back in the game. You know like, what it is? It's like the fundamental. I, I always say, I've probably said this 76 times on our podcast. The fundamentals are forgotten. Because every yep. team wants to chuck up threes. It's like just one hook shot, a mid-range yeah. jumper can extend the lead. How many times have you seen Al Horford miss a hook shot? Never. Not many times. No one yeah. misses. They yeah. miss. <laughs> hook shots are the easiest shot that you can't block it unless you're fucking like 7-5 and can jump. Yeah, unless you're like placing like a DeAndre Jordan type. Like, right, yeah, like, exactly. Or like Tim Duncan back in his right, prime. Like, right, yeah, like, exactly. And I said before, the assist thing. You talk about that. That's a great right, point. Right, they they said the Celtics, they had 30 plus assists again mm-hmm. last night. When the Celtics had 30 plus more assists or something, mm-hmm. they're like... 15 and 3. When they right. have like less than 20, they're like 5 and 12. Like it's 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 simple. It's basketball, so man. simple. Like it's and I got and we need to talk about Brad Stevens for a second. Mm-hmm. As much as I love the guy and he's a phenomenal coach, he Definitely. has not handled the season that well. And it's time to kind of call him out for that. You know, like yeah. he needs to realize a couple things. Number one, the minute Terry Rozier has two bad turnovers, like he did against the Nets to start the game, like two straight turnovers, mm-hmm. benched. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. He called a timeout 30 seconds into that game because Terry Rozier turns the ball over. Terry Rozier gives up a three-pointer to Russell, like mm-hmm. open one, then he called a timeout. We call it the Mad Brad timeout. You like you 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 can't unless you're like a Celtics fan. You you can't really know until Brad is mad because instead of being like stone face like like that, he'd be like, Brad, you know he I you gotta call him out a bit. Like yeah. I, I Doc Rivers has a lot of flaws. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. But, he had that shit on point. He, he had those boys on Yeah, exactly. Right From day one, he was like, this is going to work no matter what. I'm going to make it work. And it did. You know, And right. that's just why the big three worked. Right. I mean, they only won one title, right. but we did win a title. right? right. And that's right. what matters. And you know what it was? It wasn't those big three that were the key players to the entire thing. It was Rondo. He was the key because well, he had to get everybody the ball. Not in 2008. 2008, he, Rondo was very inconsistent. But, 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 but you know, like, the success of that, that big three era, Rondo was a huge part. Yeah, he was. He, because 
if you're the point guard and you have those three egos, they all want the ball. Yeah. you got to distribute and it And listen, well. him and Ray hated each other. That's already been documented. Everyone knows right. that. And right. Ray, le- Ray leaving, obviously, into mm-hmm. that. That's why I've always been kind of hesitant about the Kyrie thing. Like, mm-hmm. I just have PTSD from Ray Allen. But, like, but, um, that... But also, when you mentioned role players, like, that 2008 team had James Posey, we got him the mm-hmm. mid-level exception, who was one of the greatest Celtic six men of all time. Like, he hit, in game four against the Lakers, he right. had two incredibly clutch three-pointers, right. and that huge comeback win, that really more or less sealed the series. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was it. The, the Lakers were not going to go back to Boston and win two games. Right. Um, Tony Allen. Tony Allen. Uh, Eddie House had a good few years right. for us. Uh, or Scalabrini. Scalabrini. <laughs> we could forget the greatest. The legend. The legend. The legend. <laughs> And you want to know a guy people forget too in 2008, Game 7 against Cleveland, the guy named P.J. Brown came out of retirement, and mm-hmm. when LeBron cut the lead to one on mm-hmm. a dunk, the guy who hit a, who hit it, a shot to make a three-point mm-hmm. lead was P.J. Brown. Like, right. yeah, like, right. every we talk about, Paul Pierce talked the whole time with his team. He's like, what's going to make this team work? He said one more sacrifice. It's very simple. Some guys, Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris, they are sacrificed. sacrificed. They are sacrificed. Yes. They're sacrificed. They put in the work. They're right, ready to right. go. Everybody else isn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, Al Horford is Al Horford. Of I mean, he's been hurt. And you right. know he's going to be good in the playoffs. That's just how right. who Al Horford is. Right. He always... Gordon Hayward, you got to give him time. He's hurt. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's definitely getting better. They're like, again, he's at home. He's consistently scoring now in the 15 to 20 point range yeah. and making great passes. And his defense has been... Good, not great. He's mm-hmm. definitely a good defender. Like, he's definitely gets some big steals. Um, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier have not sacrificed. Right. Um, Kyrie, I don't think Kyrie has. Kyrie definitely has. Kyrie's passed the ball a lot more. He had 17 assists the other night. I just, you know, my thing with him, though, was, like, he's got to be the one to, like, take over games. And well, yeah, they have to understand that. The young players have to understand that. Yeah, I know. I, like you know, Tatum. I think Tatum, Brown, and Rozier think that they can take over a game. It's like Jason it's a, Tatum. You know, his, you know, the thing is when he, what he said about LeBron. You know, like about how I'm sorry or whatever. A lot of young players. Yeah, he's right though. Like he is right. He's right. Like the young players think that like I'm gonna take over the game. It's like no, you guys. Yes, you got to the conference finals without Kyrie, but Kyrie can take you to the finals. He's yep. been to the finals. He's hit the game winner over yep. a 73 win playoff. Team. Kyrie is. People, I've, I've only seen a few times, and listen, these, he didn't play in the playoffs last year, but from what I've seen this year, unguardable. Kawhi, right. They threw Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler on him. He still twice, scored on and him. And he still scored on him, like, pretty easily. Like, right. Jimmy Butler, I remember in that Christmas game, played perfect defense on him, like, and he scored, he missed one shot out of, right. like, five. You know, right. it's like, I was watching, like, how? You know, how do you right. do that? And so, yeah, I mean... It, it, it's just baffling. I mean, I just, God, I hope they figure it out. I just, I just don't want to, at this point, I mean, everyone's life being on the tunnel for the Celtics is just, oh, we're going to get Anthony Davis in the offseason. Mm-hmm. But you can't think like that. You can't. You can't think offseason. You have to think. Well, yeah, you have to think season. right now. How do we figure out right now? Right. And that, and, and obviously for Kyrie's free agency. Like, you, you gotta, you gotta figure this out by simply playing better. And I'm not asking you, and like I said, the Cavs have, Kyrie has experience at this. The Cavs mm-hmm. were 19 to 20. LeBron sabbatical. LeBron, but again, they have LeBron James. LeBron comes back. Team figures it out. Team wins like I think 11 straight games, and from that point, they never look back and won 54 games. I'm not asking for this team. I mean, I don't even care as much about the seed as much as the matchups at this point. But I'm, all I'm asking for this team is to go into the playoffs and think like, all right, we're playing at a good level right now. We seem to have figured it out. 
Right. Figure it out. We keep saying it, but I guess that's all you can really say. I don't know. I want to say one thing. This is about the Knicks. Because I went to the Christmas game against Milwaukee. <laughs> one, the crowd was dead because it was a bunch of tourists. I was so pissed about that. I was wondering. But like, two, this is how you know a player is good. You look up at the scoreboard, you're like, oh, Giannis has 36 points and 15 rebounds, and I wasn't I didn't even know. <laughs> it's like, he, he's... He's playing great, dude. I, I he I think I think Giannis could take a team to the finals. He, he maybe could, like, yeah. If we want to like talk about the Eastern Conference right now, but like, I think they could get they could get to the finals, dude. I think yeah. I think those five teams, East maybe is, the Pacers, no, but the yeah. other, I think the Sixers. I would say they'd probably be the fourth team to make it if they had a chance. Probably, give or take, maybe you would say like Toronto. Switch between Toronto and Milwaukee, and then I still think Boston has the best is the best team. Like those four teams, what, listen, easily get. The if this team is is playoffs, if this team is home Celtics playoff, mm-hmm. uh, like if they play like they do against Toronto, against Philly, they're not losing in the yeah, playoffs. Right, like no they're, they're 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 no not way. they're not going to lose. Like and listen, I said before, I mean if Milwaukee gets the one seed mm-hmm. and Pacers are the four or the five, stay in that seat. Don't try to get a top three. Like, don't, because don't try to get Toronto in round two. Right. Stay in that seat. I feel like I'd rather play the Bucks. And real quick, before we switch to Cousins, mm-hmm. um, Jason Tatum. So you mentioned Jason Tatum. I mean, I've, I've ranted enough about Jalen Brown. I've ranted about Rozier. Um, Rozier has been way worse than Brown. Brown, at least recently, seems to have been picking up a bit. Mm-hmm. Although you saw the Marcus Morris, Jalen Brown showing match. That was, that was probably a little blown out of proportion, but he's right because Jalen Brown, his effort is still a problem. He mm-hmm. still doesn't give it, a, like, he doesn't try on a lot of defensive plays. And granted, I mean, everyone does that, but he does it way too much. Right. That's his problem. He thinks, like, he can just kind of stand up, not guard. And, sta- and which I'm he's like, playing too game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, when he gives a crap, though, like, when he gives a shit, he can, shine he, is, he can shut anyone down that he wants. Like, I've seen him, I've seen him do it. Like, he, he, he was guarding Old Depot one possession and just swallowed him. Like, just couldn't get anything off. And that, that was pretty much the whole Patriots game. Like, the Patriots just looked completely over. I mean, second and back-to-back, no Turner, which matters a lot. But they just looked completely overwhelmed against the Celtics in that game. And I was like, how many times am I say The season is described by one word. Why? Why aren't we better? Why did you shoot that? Why aren't you playing better defense? Why is Terry Rozier still playing? Why is this? That's just, it's why. That's all. It, it, that's all I can say. And real quick on Tatum, um, he is he's so talented, but he takes his shot selection is sucks. He's Kobe in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's getting better. Yeah. But he still takes some mid range fadeaways that you're just why? like, why? That's, why? that's exactly why. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It, it's boggling. It's mind boggling. So let's get back to Marcus Cousins. So we talked right. about the Warriors. Um, Warriors, they, right? I mean, are everyone. They the first seed or are they still the second seed? Second, okay. I believe. It Just well, they yeah. No, listen. They're going to go. Everyone knows the West is I, fine. I'll say the West is worse than the East this year, in my opinion. Like I think, I think so. Yeah, I think that there's more balance. There's a lot of schmas in the West. Yeah, exactly. Conference. This who is the second best team in the West? Nuggets. I guess the Nuggets, but you, they just beat the Nuggets by fifty. You know, know like yeah. in Denver, like it's now. What Demarcus Cousins going to do to this team? I'm going to tell you in one word, and you're going to laugh at me. But it doesn't matter because they're winning the title anyway, and everyone knows it. He's going to do basically nothing, and I think that, like, honestly, like, because I'm basing it off one thing too. Um, there was a report from the Athletic that said he's he. They're legitimately concerned what he can do for them because he looks out of shape. I mean, that's with an injury that happens. Right. Um, he's out of shape. Um, 
<laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Live podcast sneezing. Um, um, he's out of shape. You know, he clearly doesn't look as fast and whatever. It's it's a concern, but is it really a concern for them? No. I mean, now listen, it's they got in a way, with my opinion, having the worst big man rotation in the league for like the last four or five years just because they are so stacked in all the other positions. But in my opinion, DeMarcus Cousins, I, I do think they're going to attack him on defense. Like I think a team like the Rockets, they're going to ISO on him yeah, and attack yeah. him. Yeah. They're going to be like, because the Warriors, the Warriors had a flawed concept against the Rockets. And that's like, you should switch, which is not oh a good idea. God, it wasn't a good idea. And hard to scream. They, yeah. Harden just kept burning them. Really? Everyone, I mean, everyone knows the Rockets are one of the series, but like, Every time they switched on to Looney or Bell, I'm like, this is not going to work. Right. Like, and even when CP3 was getting switches too, CP3 yeah. was killing that series. Yeah. Absolutely destroying. And so, yes, it's going to hurt them defensively. He's probably going to help them maybe a little bit offensively. I don't even know, but at this point... But like, it's like, what, what does he have to do? Like, nothing. He has the ball. He just has to pass yeah. the rebound and be a presence. Has Boogie ever really been a good defensive player? No, never been. It's like, I think people are... They're thinking that he's they're thinking that he's gonna be the same boogie in like Sacramento and he's not. for the injury. They don't need twenty five points a game. Yeah. He just has to average like two points and just just be a body there. Just like, make layups. Exactly. Like he can make layups. Like honestly, playing for the Golden State Warriors, I mean right. that's the most wide open team. Like the the floor is so spaced that exactly. they're big men like I mean, I've said before, Looney's not an NBA player to me. Like not if you were on any other team he'd be cut. Jordan Bell on any other team, maybe Jordan Bell would stick, but even he, I think, would be cut. Yeah. Jonas Jarebko is for for the Celtics was a fringe rotation player, and he's a major player for them right now. Yeah, they're terrible. It's a terrible group of big men, and, and they're, they're still, still going, going to win. Yeah. yeah, they're still going to win the championship. Isn't Everyone, it, isn't it such a pain in the ass? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> which is why I hope Kevin Durant leaves. I, that's yeah. Like, uh, I, I mean, want, I want the balance back in the NBA. Yeah, no, and listen, like. I've kind of said before, if you really think about it, let's say the hypotheticals, right? Let's say Durant goes to the Knicks, mm -hmm. and Kyrie stays, and AD goes to the Celtics, and Jimmy Butler leaves for the Nets. Think about that for a second. Three the Atlantic two. Division would be the greatest division in the history of basketball. That would be and like, yeah, like legitimately, you have the Nets with Butler, you have... The Celtics with Kyrie and Davis and all the other guys. Probably they probably give up Jason Tatum. So I mean it probably be Kyrie. Kyrie yeah. and Anthony Davis. Yeah, and then you have the Knicks with, with Kevin top. Durant and Porzingis. You and have possible top big three. Yeah, with a possible Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett, whoever, Cam Reddish, mm -hmm. whoever the hell. Um Sixers still uh, have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Then like legitimately every team in that division. Raptors that, if they can keep Kawhi. The Raptors if they can keep Kawhi. That's legitimately a five. That division will be a war. Like I mean, that's, every that's, that's, a, bad, that's a bloodbath. <laughs> that division will be complete. Can they all win blood. fifty games? Would that be possible? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Considering how many times they have to play each other, four times Holy a year. Fuck. Oh yeah, that God. would that that would be insane. That'd be insane. Um, but about the wars, yeah. I mean, we don't even have to go too much into this topic, but. Are they going to be better, worse, or the same with Boogie, in your opinion? They're going to be the same. <laughs> they can't be worse, can they? Like, how no. can they be worse? Unless he's so unplayable. Like, unless he shoots, like, 30... Which, with the Warriors, how would you shoot 30%? But, like, he shoots, like, 30% and plays terrible defense. He's not really a three-point shooter. I mean, he can shoot the three, but I think he's going to know his role, and his role is just going to be, again, be a body. 
Exactly. They just need a big body down there. They might just need to, on defense, just try our best to take charges. As, right, exactly. Now, I will say, if they get the Rockets again, and I don't, I don't know, I don't think the Rockets are... The rest, they don't have the firepower this yeah, year. Yeah, it's not the same team. They don't have Ariza. We They're, talked that, about Last year was probably their best chance to, like, yeah. over, overthrow them. If they would have got Jimmy Butler, I would have been like, okay, they're a threat again. But at the same time, they didn't. The Philly Sixers did, which, I mean, I guess... You know, we gotta talk. We're gonna do a midseason award. Let's just end the Cousins thing early because everyone knows what it's gonna be like. All right. So I guess to transition back to the um, the East a bit. Um, so the Sixers are an interesting spot right now. They mm-hmm. kind of are a team that, even with the Jimmy Butler thing, mm-hmm. you know, they've talked about the issues they've already had. Um, there have been rumors he wants out, which I don't personally think he does, but. It's tough to tell. I mean, he's no one is tracker. You know, he was he couldn't stay in buff in Chicago because like he hated it or whatever. He couldn't get along with teammates. It's happened again in Minnesota. It's happened yeah. again in Philly. I think it's kind of more of a Jimmy thing. I yeah, it's it can't be the organization. It has to be him. Yeah, and I think this is a real and I kind of relate him like with a Russell Westbrook. You can't coach Russell Westbrook. You can't like he's gonna be his own. Like he's this year, forty times. Yeah, this like, year, bro. this year especially, he's been. Atrocious at times. Russ, yeah, Russ, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Paul George has been bailing out a lot. Yeah, of Paul George. People are underrating how good Paul George's season has been. Like he should be in MVP consideration. Yeah, like, like they lost the Lakers last night, mm-hmm. and Westbrook. Like, like Westbrook shooting what twenty percent from three this year. Like it's, it got to the point. Small. We'll talk. We talk about this. They gave the Celtics a game. They were winning. I mean, yeah, yeah, they were up nine. They were. They Russ were. Took a horrible shot. I remember it was like a three. Like, yeah, oh, it was, you're 5-20. It got to a point where when Paul George was handing the ball, Kyrie Irving would legitimately shadow him. He just did, We just did not care about Russell Westbrook shooting threes. And he did it, like, three straight times and missed every time. And I'm like, please, keep shooting. Like, yeah, like, I don't care if you're, like, this explosive scorer. He, he's just not worth it. So we talk about him. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler has these clashes with coaches all the time. Right. Right? So Jimmy Butler is a guy that likes to play his game. So his role... The Sixers fans generally too have said this too. His role—they've been complaining about his role in the offense, about how he's—he's he's not been running the pick and rolls and the ISOs that he wants. Mm-hmm. He wants to run. I mean, they want to run him through like you know, kind of a spot up shooting uh, thing in a free flowing offense. Which I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, the Celtics game revealed a lot of. Is flaws. he really a three-point shooter, though? He he's a decent, he he decent three-point shooter. He doesn't shoot a well enough for you to like fear him on run, coming off pick and rolls and stuff. Here's what I think my biggest qualm would be, if I were a Sixers fan. you got a best closer, right? Why isn't he closing games? Like A lot of times he hasn't. Like We speak about the Celtics game on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Who took the last shot in that game for the in the end of regulation? For the was, Sixers? It, was it Embiid? No. Keep, keep going. Simmons? No. Reddick? Yeah. JJ Redick, they ran the play. They ran was, was literally just a Simmons hands off to Redick, and and in the shot, he, I get it. JJ Redick's a great shooter. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it's a long two from JJ Redick when you have Jimmy Butler on your team, who's a and he's hit game winners. He's hit all two the time. Or three. He's hit two or three just for Philly. Yeah, all the time. And I'm just thinking, like, I mean, listen, I'm scared whenever Redick shoot the ball. Like, that's he's just one of those guys. But like, yeah, at the same time, like Gordon Hayward was right there. It was a very contested shot. J.J. Redick had just missed one. Why would you give it to him? Why wouldn't you give it to Butler? And I'll give Jason Tatum this. Jason Tatum was playing great, great defense on Jimmy in that game. But at the same time, it's closer. You give the ball to your closer. Who did the Celtics give it to? Did they give it to 
you know, Marcus Morris. No, they yeah. were giving it to Kyrie Irving exactly. every time because we knew it was working. So, will he leave? I don't think so. I think the five-year max can keep him there. But is this going to get to a point with Philly? Like, do you think they've plateaued? Do you think they've gotten to a point where they're just going to kind of be on the outside looking in in the East, outside of teams like Toronto, outside of teams like if Boston figures it out, Boston, who Boston it seems to Boston them. seems to have got their number these last few years. We'll see how the two games go in Philly, but right. the Celtics are 2-0 against them in Boston. The thing with Philly is, like, they're still missing some players. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with Markel Fultz. Yeah, that's uh, another, yeah. This kid, they drafted Zaire Smith. Has he even played at all this he year? He broke his foot. Right. So, I mean, so, he, I mean, he can come back. I think they're still going to, you know what's going to happen is, like, remember what happened last year where, like, they were kind of like a fringe team that was, like, a six seed? And then towards like March, they signed Ilyasova and Bellinelli. Yeah, and they wanted that thirteen game win streak. That's what for. If they can find like two or three players like that, I think they can pick up a spark, and then they could they could be like the Celtics, where it's like you know they're having their moments where you're like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah, when they get to the playoffs, they might be a different team. We don't know. I mean, I still think their shooting is going to be problematic because again, if Ben Simmons was able to hit a mid range jumper. Then I'd be like, fuck, because this guy can literally get to the rim. He gets to the rim with ease. Against, no, but that's more against bad teams. I don't want to be right. mean but like, I've watched him against Toronto, against Boston. Mm-hmm. He never gets to the rim against us because we just, we could not give him more room if we tried. Right. Like, he, against the Knicks, against the bad teams, he pads the stats. Right. And then you watch him, like, against Toronto, he had like nine turnovers because Toronto just kind of threw Kawhi, just before they got baller, mm-hmm. they threw Kawhi on him. And we're just kind of laughing at him as he kept failing to drive on Kawhi. Right. And so, I mean, and the transition, I mean, the transition of it to the Raptors, too. Their problem is less severe, in my opinion. Their problem is they don't have a good second score. Yeah. And that was exploited, like I said before, by the Celtics game, how the Celtics, Kawhi had, like, what, 35, 36 in that game? Like, he yeah. dominated. He had a great game. But the Celtics kept were like, okay, keep beating the ball. Right, right. I so this is the same strategy they use against the Sixers with Embiid. Eventually, the guy's gonna get tired. Eventually, right. he's gonna start missing shots he doesn't normally make. And no one else is there. And no one else. Is, and there's a key moment of that game. The key moment of that game was um, Jason Tatum. I mean, the Raptors are up for the ball, four minutes to go or so. Kyle Lowry shoots a pretty needless step back three pointer mm-hmm. over Kyrie that misses off the front rim. Celtics go the other way. Jason Tatum gets an and one, and that was the pretty much the game turnaround completely from there. Like, it's gone to a point. I mean, but Raptors like that. I don't really know if that's going to be. We'll see if that's an issue in the playoffs. The Sixers have all. They have three. Maybe, well, I'm going to say two legit scores on their team now. They don't just have one. They have two. So my question is this: Is Simmons a problem? Because we talk about it. They showed the on-off numbers. With those two guys on the court, with just Butler and Embiid, they're like a plus 20 net rating. With Simmons, it goes down to a plus 4. That's a legit yeah. problem. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like, the thing is, like, you know, their lineup, what's their starting Their starting lineup is like their starting Simmons, lineup, Simmons, Simmons Reddick, Jimmy, Embiid, and then who will Chandler. Nobody's really a clean shooter besides JJ. Yeah. So it's like, it's like when you put Simmons on the floor... With Jimmy and Embiid, it's like you can you can easily defend everybody because it's like oh like we just have to guard Embiid in the post and Jimmy yeah. like 
like, oh, we'll take, we'll take some shots. Maybe he'll make it. You don't have to worry about Simmons. Yeah. So that, I think that is problematic. And also, is I don't know if Ben Simmons is a really great defender. Where it's like, you could you could say, like, oh, we can put him on the floor because at least he's defending. Like, he, he's, he, got, he has to learn how to shoot. But he hasn't, which is problematic. If, if, I mean, Chris Broussard, you got to take everything he says with a grain of salt because he's been wrong on so many things. But he said that. <laughs> But he said that in the offseason, he heard Ben Simmons didn't work on his own shot. Which well, is obviously, a, you can I mean, tell. Yeah, it's a, that's a real issue. That's the problem with these NBA players. I mean, even if you remember Amari Stoudemire, uh, it took him like 10 years to get a, like, a post game. It's like, yeah. he should have done it in his first two years. Then he, he also never able... learned defense. Right, right. But, you know, if he had learned those things, he was already a great player. He would have been even better. Yeah, Stoudemire, Stoudemire, though, I think Stoudemire... Is he was so effective anyway? That's why I don't think it mattered. Like it's right. more, oh, more, pick and roll more with Steve Nash is Yeah, yeah, with him and Steve Nash. I mean, that first year with the Knicks, he was probably very, he was very effective. Injuries kind of broke him down from there. But you're right. If you got a post game, you're less likely to get injured in the post than you right. are beeline to the right. rim. But you know, he had a mid range jumper. He yeah, had, he had his athleticism. He had it once he got his post game. It was like that's three things. You this guy is virtually unguardable. Like, yeah. If Ben Simmons was able to do that, if he just Again, I'm not saying threes. Just get a mid-range. Mid-range, really. Because, it's that simple. Because people are giving you space. So what you do is, okay, you're giving me space. I'll take two dribbles to the mid-range, pull up, and you make yep. it. Then you're like, fuck, because now I have to guard him. And then he can use his speed and his athleticism to get by. I have a question. What was the best season of John Wall's career? Uh, was it that year that they that they lost to the Celtics? In exactly. Seven? What what did he was that his mid range jumper? His best mid range jumper was consistent that his year. Three his three pointer was very improved. Right. And did you see a pattern here? Is what I'm trying to say. Like exactly. the Sixers, I mean, Stephen A. said recently they're one shooter away from winning the East, which is just mm-hmm. insane. That's laughable. Like that's not true. You can't. What Stephen A. Yeah, he, he said. He he's, did you see what he said yesterday? He said like, oh, because Kyrie called LeBron, he might now a source told him he might go to the Lakers. Kyrie's not going to the Lakers. Like no way. If he's gonna, if he's gonna leave anyway, everyone knows where he's gonna go. He's going to go if here. He, if he left. Because he didn't want to play with LeBron, why would he go back to the league? Yeah, why would he go back to play with LeBron? That makes no just sense. Just because he called him one time. Yeah, any sources, goddamn it. Yeah, I know. Listen, he's got one thing right ever, and that is he got LeBron to Miami before everyone else, and he deserves credit for that. That could have been a freaking guess for all we know. But anyway, um, yeah, Philly is in a tight spot right now. They have, they have. I mean, they got to get bench help some way. I mean, I heard speaking of the Knicks, they're interested in No Vonley. Which Noah Vonley's been pretty good for the Knicks. Well, yeah, for the Knicks. But, you this know, year. he's on a one year deal, so I don't think Knicks would give him up unless the Sixers gave us something decent. Well, I mean, yeah, I think it's worth it just they to get might, a pack. You know They might package Noah Vonley with Courtney Lee because I That's heard I heard the Sixers are I don't I don't know who said this, but I heard they might be interested in Courtney Lee. And I mean yeah, Courtney so, Lee's a shooter, so I mean the Sixers we also talk about their bench. That's a major issue too. I mean right. McConnell is He's tough, and he's a great he, like from the paint in. He needs if Simmons were like McConnell because McConnell basically never misses from the mid range. Yeah, he'd be very yeah. very tough to guard. Exactly. But, but I mean, he's shooting what? Like I saw a percent. He's shooting like twenty percent on mid mid range shots. Uh, Simmons. Yeah, like which does that surprise you? No, but no. like there was a stat where it said that like of all the starting point guards in the league, there was never one who like didn't shoot a three. And Ben Simmons was the first one. Like it was forty-two games where he never he hasn't attempted a three. That's amazing. Yeah. Every I'm, point guard ever has attempted at least one three through half of the season. Ben Simmons didn't shoot one three yet. That's 
That just yeah. tells you he's not confident and, in the shot. And we talked about Fultz. Even if Fultz comes back, he's not a good shooter. You know, he's so... And yeah. they had multiple opportunities to get guys. They could have got Trevor Reza. They didn't. They could have gotten, although, the, Wiz- the Wizards. <laughs> the why the they're Wizards. They're a mess. They're, 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 I mean, well, although Bradley Beal has been playing really well. So we're going to have a trade deadline kind of thing for, yeah. for a reaction. And I think Trevor Reza, even though he just got traded, could be another game. He might get, he might get. He's going back to Houston. <laughs> um, but Beal's another one of those guys that we have to watch out for. Yeah. I think the trade deadline, when everyone thinks there's going to be a ton of trades, it never happens. Mm-hmm. But like last year when no one thought there were going to be any trades, it was like trade, 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 like with the Cavs especially. Right. Um, how with the Celtics? I mean, I'm watching out for Terry. You know, Could Terry be moved? Especially if they go to Kyrie and Kyrie says, I'm still committed. They might just go in and say, like, you know, should we get rid of Terry at this point for a more pure backup point guard? I've mentioned I think a perfect fit for the Celtics would be Tyus Jones. But because Tyus Jones, you know, he's not spectacular at anything, but he doesn't get in the way. You know, right. he doesn't choose. That's the best kind of, again, you need those role players who understand their role. Yeah, and Terry 100% gets in the way, you know, by how many times he shoots the ball. And that's, I mean, sorry to go off on this other bit, but the problem with playing Hayward and Rozier and Brown together mm-hmm. is that Rozier takes all the shots. So Gordon Hayward can't get any shots off and Jalen Brown can't get any shots off because Terry's just jacking contested threes. Right. But, um, and trade back, line. Yeah, back to the Sixers. Um, I'm trying to think. Like they had multiple. Ariza got traded. I'm I'm blanking on it. Wasn't there another guy that got traded too? That was a role player shooter. Kyle Korver. The Sixers oh, could yeah. have gotten Kyle Korver. And he went to Utah. And he went to Utah instead, which I mean, a lot of East teams I'm sure are very happy about because he's yeah. out of the East. And I mean, Utah's. I still think Utah's going to make the playoffs, but I think, yeah. but like they're not winning anything. Another yeah. team that's been disappointing, by the way, right. Utah Jazz. The thing is, like they, it sucks because I love Donovan Mitchell. I think he's a beast, but. This is their ceiling. It's like a playoff team, second round. Yeah. And no one wants to go play in Utah because no. it would be, like I said, it would be nice if Paul George went there because that would have been a fun team to exactly. watch with him and Mitchell. Or if Gordon Haywood stayed and then you have Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. It would have been fun to see. But. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's tough. It's tough to get. It's tough for smaller market teams to get, like, stars. Unless they just draft them, like Oklahoma City did with KD, James Harden, and Russ. Right? Yeah, the, arguably the biggest, as we talk about, the biggest what if team of all time. Um. So, yeah, I mean, we, it, I guess you could kind of go Philly with that. We kind of talked about Indiana, how we just know. It's like they're not going to win in the playoffs. They're a great team at beating bad teams. They're very consistent, and that's a skill. But against playoff, especially the top five teams in the East, they've stunk they, this year. They don't have a true number one. Like, Oladipo's been playing phenomenally, but... Well, I think recently more... he hasn't, actually. That's been, yeah, that's kind of that's why like, they've dropped some of these games. He's more of a number two, I think. Yeah. Agreed. That's just personally my opinion. That's what I think. He's he had a great year last year. I mean, I think I think the fit there in Indiana is perfect for him because it's like he went there to college, he lived there, it's like yeah. I'm back home. Um, They've also got a lot of Sabonis, who's had right. he's a guy who's had a great he's year. Playing great. He's up there for sixth man of the year. Um, right. although I mean, so speaking of Sabonis, um, I, I want to kind of get an indictment on Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. The fact that they thought this guy was going to be a three point shooting type is insane. Like, and, and, and they really deserve to be called, like, Billy Donovan deserves to be called out on that, because I went to the one game in Boston, I went to a spectacular game in Boston, mm-hmm. where Russell Westbrook had, like, 40-something points, and it was a down-the-wire game. Celtics came up short, but I wasn't mad, because like, how can you be mad going to that game? That game was, and when Westbrook, he, he hit two bombs over a Avery Bradley, like, threes, like, when you're like, what are you going to do? You know, kind right. of stuff. Right. But DeMontis Simone's like, five threes in that game. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and that was the one game he played well. And then the few times he saw in the post, he kept scoring and scoring. And I'm like, 
why is why don't they just use him in the post? You know, like, because they think because every coach thinks that all tall white guys can shoot threes when it's like. No, so bonus is a guy that lived his post game is disgusting. And also his oh short, you know, that short wall kind of elbow area. He's elite. And he, I said before, he might be the best pick. People don't talk about it. He might be the best pick and roll player in the league. Like roller. There was two games he played against the Knicks. One game, I swear he was like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, the other he one he, at, yeah, the other one he was like twelve of twelve at one point, and then he like. Like, we went, like, 17 of 19. I'm like, this guy hasn't missed any shot yeah. in the fuck. <laughs> I mean, his defense is a, it's not bad. It's a little suspect. But, like, at the same time, like... If you're scoring, yeah. then who cares? Yeah, Oladipo, Sabonis fit in perfectly there. But until they get a star, they're not... And that's what the Celtics... The Celtics guard the Pacers the same way. They double Oladipo, and they try to make Sabonis keep scoring. Which he did, but on the other end... Well, at times, but on the other end, you know, he got tired and... That's kind of with the Brad Stevens strategies. They want he he get, shuts down everyone else, tries to get the star player tired on both ends. Um, so we met Sixers. Um, so I guess I guess we'll do this real quick. Um, we're since we're at the halfway point of the season. You want to do like mid- yeah, yeah, yeah all right, no, awards? let's do, we can do midseason awards quickly, and then what teams will disappoint, what teams turn around. Right, so right. midseason awards MVP. Right now. My pick's obvious. You're going to do Giannis? Yeah, I was going to say Giannis. I'm going to take James Harden right now because... Yeah, that's stretch. How and It's crazy. I, I mean, I watched the game against the Warriors. Like, I recorded live at night. <laughs> I, he, when the three he took that won the game, I was like, in mid, in mid shot, I was like, he's missing it. And then he made it. And I was like, oh! <laughs> he's been playing incredibly. So yeah. I'm going to take James, but it's probably going to be Giannis. But right. you can't go wrong with either one of them. True. Most improved part. I'm going to go with De'Aaron Fox. That's a good one. But he, he's been a little off recently, but definitely over the course of the season, that's a good pick. I'm going to go Pascal Siakam. I think Pascal yeah. Siakam, I never thought he was going to be this good. I mean, give him a ton of credit. Now, he he's another guy, I think, to watch for in the playoffs because he he's one of those guys that could be less effective. When you're a non-shooter in mm-hmm. the playoffs, He's not. A, he definitely improved his shooting a lot. But what teams, I think, are going to start to dare him to shoot threes. And that could be a problem for the Raptors' offense. We talked about it, it before. No second score. Right. And I heard they explored a Beal trade. But the problem is the price would obviously be high. A, and B, the Kawhi scenario. Like, what if Kawhi leaves and then you're stuck with a Beal contract you don't want on a rebuilding team? Because they've already said that. If Kawhi leaves, they're like, we're just going to blow it up. You know, we're going to trade or try to trade Lowry and Ibaka. Serge Ibaka, another guy you could put in for most approved player. He's had a... Yeah. He's shooting, they said, something like 60-something percent from mid-range. Like, he basically never misses at this right, point. Right, because that's what he was good at when he was in Oklahoma City. Yeah. And then he started shooting threes and he's stupid. Yeah, yeah like, like he's shooting something like 28, 30% from three. And it's then like so simple. Yeah, it's like, really, it's amazing how many teams don't keep the game simple and play to player strength. Right. We talk, and, and, and hell, the Celtics do the same, they have the same problem right now because a lot of players are playing out of their strength. Terry, right, right out of their strength zone. Um, so most approved player, you said Darren Fox, is it Pascal Siakam, coach of the year? I'm going to say Jaeger if the Kings go, but if not, probably, it's either going to be Budenholzer, Nick Nurse, um, I'm going to say Luke Walton, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Most likely Maybe get fired. Doc, Doc, if the Clippers make the playoffs, I would say Yeah, Nurse. Doc is up there. I would, I, I would Mike say. Mike Malone, maybe. Mike Malone, yeah, I, I would probably say Budenholzer at this point. I think it, I think Budenholzer, just, the improvement of that team is amazing. And I think a guy I'm most happy for on that team is actually Brooke, not even just Giannis, so because Brooke has never been on a team that's like above an eight seed. 
And so you, yeah. you got to be, he probably is like, oh, the best decision I ever made in my life to sign here. I know, yeah. Even though they got, what, he got paid like nothing. Got paid like three, four million, which is insane considering he's so good. Um, we'll see how he does in the playoffs, though. A lot of people are, see, he's another guy. A lot of people are worried about it. Can he be, his defense is bad, so he's going to be unplayable. Um, so he must prove, coach of the year, yeah. Defensive player of the year. Probably Anthony. Oh, yeah. no, Giannis or Anthony Davis. I think, yeah, it's an easy Anthony Davis. Giannis. Probably, to me, it'd be Anthony Davis, but yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. same. Um, six man. Six man. Uh, Sabonis would have been up there for me, but because of Turner's injury, he started a lot of games, so I don't know if that disqualifies him. Mm-hmm. Um, six man of the year. This Not, is hard. Okay. This is a tough one. Does um, Buddy Heald come off the bench? Because if it were hit, if, if, if that would, I would say Buddy Heald. For me, and I hate to say this because I hate this player, but Derrick Rose. <laughs> yeah, Derrick Rose. Do you believe he's like leading? He's leading the All Star votes or something? Yeah, he's like, he, he's like yeah, why? I, Fuck Derrick Rose. Yeah, I hate Derrick Rose. It's the fans. Um, Fucking Derrick Rose. All right, sucks. <laughs> he's sad. Is that Nick's kind of being mad? Yes, he fucking came on the team and then passed the ball to Porzingis. What a bastard! <laughs> Padding his stats. Fuck him. Um, yeah, I, I guess. Also, I like do. Derrick Rose, like. I feel bad for him because all the injuries, but he's an idiot. He is an idiot. We had to, remember the whole thing is he didn't know what consent is or something like that trial. That right. was like what? What's wrong with this guy, dude? Um, even though he got acquitted, obviously in that trial, I mean, it did seem a little suspect. The girl was I like, "Oh, that, I, I heard that like he's getting charged again or some shit." Though I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of although you gotta give him, he's shooting forty something percent from three. I mean, that's I know he's playing crazy. Um, Could right. Schroeder be six man of the year too? Maybe. Yeah, he's definitely good. Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of he's another guy. He's got an assault charge that's still got to be settled, which we no one really knows what's going to happen with that. I, know, I heard weird. they might trade him because of that. I mean, I don't think they're gonna, but I, I mean, we'll see. Um, so, all right, so now we do like hypotheticals. Most likely team to turn around. I'm most like be, better question. Most likely team to have a strong second half. Um, uh, probably the Celtics. You think the Celtics? I mean. I'm just. Yeah, that's an easy. That's an easy pick. I just. I'm not ready to bet on them yet. I'm just really not. I and even if, even if they suck the rest of the year or just 500, I still think they have a great chance for playoffs. Just because again, talent wins. Period. And when we've seen the team play hard, they just they can beat anyone they really want to. Besides the Warriors, like they, they pretty much have overwhelmed team after good team after good team at home. So. Right. Um, we totally forgot Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year? Oh, well, come on. Everyone knows that's Luca. <laughs> and, oh, God, the Hawks made. We're going to see how that pick goes, but that might that could be up there with worst trades ever. Well, if they get, like, Zion with Trey Young. Yeah. Oh, and we'll do, all right, let's do a most likely thing before right. the trade deadline. Most likely player to get traded. Bradley Beal's pressure in my mind. I could see it happening. Um, maybe Anthony Davis if everything well, goes crazy in the off season. Yeah. I think that's in the off season. Uh, I, I don't know. Do you have do you have like anybody who's like on the top of your head? You know, I mean, you, everyone points to the Wizards, so that's what I think. The Knicks have a few guys that might. I think. I think yeah, maybe Timmy's move. Maybe yeah, cancer. Um. Go, let's go to the, go to the West. Um, maybe like the Nuggets make a trade for like somebody. I don't know. I don't think the Nuggets are going to make any moves because they have Isaiah coming back and they want to see how that goes. But yeah, Michael Porter too would be interesting to see if he needs playing this year. But I don't. I don't, I don't think he is. I think they yeah. say he's going to set out the whole year, which you know that's fine. They don't really need him to play right now. Um, hmm. 
Oh, I'll, okay, I'll tell you, since we can't think of one, most likely team to make a trade. I could see Philly. Um, the Philly, the Lakers. Honestly, maybe Toronto if they're itching for another, another option. Mm-hmm. Again, Carmelo Anthony is a free agent. Supposedly, we heard the rumors that there's teams looking for him, so you never yeah. know. Maybe a team picks him up. Denver, I could maybe they make a move. I don't know. There's a lot of teams. Boston, I would put in there, but I think Boston doesn't want to give up any assets, right? Mm-hmm. The, like, I think they want to keep their team intact. Yeah, and honestly. they want to keep their team intact, A, and they, um, and they, what I read is they're just saving their assets for Davis at this point. Like, they're just, they like, every first round pick counts. They're really devoted to that. My God. <laughs> Danny Ainge is obsessed with Andy Davis. Like, he, like, legitimately, Chris Mannix of SI said, he calls New Orleans every day. Like, he is, he's been planning this. For years now, you know, like this has been something he, this isn't LeBron barging into the Lakers office saying, I want Davis, trade everyone. You know, this is like, this is something Danny has planned from day one. And I'm sure if you have to ask him his number one option this summer, he probably is like, oh, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and Andy Davis. I mean, which Kevin Durant's unlikely, but I mean, the only way I'd see can see them doing that is if they be willing to sell like Hayward in the sign and trade. Which they never know. If they, if they want to keep their window open, they might be willing to do that because they won't have cap space or anything. They're way too deep in the luxury tax yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I still don't think that's that likely because I think Durant would rather go to like his own type of team. You know, um, most likely, I guess that's the most likely buyer. Yeah, we have to do most likely seller. Probably the Wizards. Yeah, the Wizards. Um, is there a team that's like the not going to be in the playoffs? Ooh, it's like, Todd, they're going to be the Todd, they're going to be the playoffs, and they're not there. Maybe Memphis. Maybe they trade Mike. Yeah, Conner I could see Memphis. That's a that we haven't talked. That's a great thing to look out for because they have the, the Celtics have their pick right. unless it's top eight protected, right. and then the next year it's top six. Next year it's unprotected, I believe. That's a very valuable pick right now. That's probably. I mean, I thought the Sacramento pick was going to be the most valuable pick they had. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's going to be Memphis at right. this point. And what they said was they want to give the Celtics their pick. This they want to give. This year, you know, so that because they probably don't want to trade him. But at the same time, you got to meet as an ownership and saying, and they're playing the Celtics tonight. We'll see how that goes. If they can turn around their season, um, do we, are we committed to this direction? You know, are we committed to these two guys who clearly, I mean, they're below 500 right now. They're definitely falling apart with good health. Is it, maybe it's smart to just say, you know what, let's cut our losses now. Try to recoup assets. They gotta rebuild. And rebuild. And they have Jaron Jackson Jr. That was a good pick. It seemed like he's gonna be good for them. But at that point, I don't know. It's tough to say. Uh, and so we said most likely team to make a run in the second half. You think it's the Celtics? Yeah. I'm going to say Utah. Um, oh, yeah. I, I I think I would have said Houston because of injuries, but I think Utah is starting to put pieces together. 24 and 21 now. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna make a run to the top six. You know what? I'm actually gonna change. I want to say the Lakers because I think LeBron's gonna come back. Yeah. yeah, and then they're gonna make a better run. Most likely team to fall apart second half of the year. God damn. Um. I'll go with Philly. It's easy. <laughs> they're fall apart, but they're gonna make the playoffs anyways. Yeah, I'm going to say. Hmm. It's, I want, it's hard. I'm. It's the first to... team that popped in my head was Toronto, but I really don't believe that. It sounds like almost like the fan to me, but it does seem like they're starting to show a little bit of flaws now. 
I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to start to slip in the second half post All Star break yeah. because I think they're going to start sitting Giannis. I think they're going to start to drop in standings through that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't think the Bucks are. Um, I don't think the Bucks are in a good spot right now. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think they are in a good spot, but I think later in the season they might not be. Um, so I'm going to stick with the Bucks. Maybe the Raptors. We'll see how that goes. And I think most unexpected possible storyline. That we aren't considered yet. Before you call me crazy, what if Kawhi quits before the playoffs and if he's so dedicated to LA? I don't think it's going to happen, but it's something to bring. Yeah, like he's just like, I'm no way I'm staying in Toronto because Toronto's cold and I want to go home. And and even though it, it sounds like it's a very, I mean, I've been once in my life, but it sounds like it's a very good, it wasn't for that long though. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think that's something people haven't considered. If you had the most unexpected storyline. Um, I'm going to have two. I'm going to say yeah. the Celtics drama, no offense, this kind of drama, is it really going to like, is it going to make or break the team? Yeah, that's definitely going to And also, is Kemba actually going to be dedicated? Yeah, that's... Is Kemba going to be dedicated to this trash-ass team? Yeah. Free Kemba, like Kemba leave. Don't stay in Charlotte. Oh, the Hornets, Hornets being the Hornets playoff. They're probably gonna make it, but 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 the thing is, like that's it. That's all they are. I will say, team that no one play. wants to play the Hornets in the first round because of Kemba. I mean, yeah, I get yeah. it; they have a bad team around him, mm-hmm. but no one wants to deal with a superstar. Well, is Kemba is at least a star in that first round? He's, no one wants to. Yeah, he's balling though. It took him a yeah. couple of years to get his groove, but he's hit his groove, and you see how good he is. So he's disgusting. So Kemba. Um, they could trade him if he's not committed. I think he is. Everyone keeps saying he is, which it's insane. Like, why would you want? I think he's just saying that. I mean, if personally, if I'm him, and again, I'm looking at the team, they suck. Yeah. Go somewhere else. I'm not saying the Knicks. That's just that's just me being. He's from the Bronx. Like, I would love to see that, but mm-hmm. a better fit would probably be Milwaukee or Utah. Like, yeah, go I can to see the, the Bronx. Be be go go to somebody who you could play with. Yeah, and another guy we haven't talked about who could be traded. I don't know why this name just kind of came in my head, but if Utah wants to make a change, it's Rubio. Right, they get rid of Rubio. Yeah, rookie Rubio has been a very big disappointment this season. Right. A lot of guys are disappointed right. for them. Dante Exum is playing a little bit better. Maybe they put him in the starting role and see if he's truly what they thought he was. Yeah, I, I don't know. Utah's kind of in a weird spot at this point. Um, they're so, like limbo, you know? Like, there's no <laughs> getting better, no getting worse for them. So... So I think um, that'll be it for uh, this episode of the BX Basketball Podcast uh, with your host, Nick Englander, and your boy, Christian Nope. Thank you for listening. Hopefully next week we will have a guest for you. Um, He's a writer for Boston Sports. We can't reveal too much. Um, So have a good day, guys.